0: Psalm 52 Why do you boast, O Mighty One, of mischief done against the godly? All day long you are plotting destruction. Your tongue is like a sharp razor, you worker of treachery. You love evil more than good, and lying more than speaking the truth. You love all words that devour a deceitful tongue. But God will break you down forever. She will snatch snatch and tear you from your tent. She will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear and will laugh at the evil doer saying see the one who would not take refuge in God but trusted in abundant riches and sought refuge in wealth but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever I will thank you forever because of what you've done in the presence of the faithful I'll proclaim your name for it is good Jeremiah chapter 21 verses 11 through 14. To the house of the king of Judah say, Hear the word of the Lord, O house of David. Thus says the Lord. Execute justice in the morning, and deliver from the hand of the oppressor anyone who has been robbed, or else my wrath will go forth like fire, and burn, with no one to quench it because of your evil doings. See, I am against you, O inhabitant of the valley, O rock of the plain, says the Lord. You who say, who can come down against us, or who can enter our places of refuge? I will punish you according to the fruit of your doings, says the Lord. I will kindle a fire in its forest, and it shall devour all that is around it. Revelation chapter 21 verse 22 through chapter 22 verse 5 I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of god is its light and its lamp is the lamb the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it its gates will never be shut by day and there will be no night there people will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations but nothing unclean will enter it nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood but only those who are written in the lamb's book of life Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there any more, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will be no more light, no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Good morning, and welcome to the third Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Frederick, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 52, Jeremiah 21, and Revelation 21, into 22. Um, before I get to the reading, um, I wanted to mention that this will hopefully, well, for the foreseeable future, be the last time I'm recording away from, uh, our our home in Walkersville. Um, for those of you who've, who've been with First Formation for a while know that I always invite my listeners to share prayers, uh, or praises, as they say, um, Few have ever taken me up on that, but I, uh, mentioned, uh, last year, last fall, late summer, um, that our, uh, one of our girls, uh, was found to have lead poisoning after we bought a new place and moved, um, by, I imagine nothing but the grace of God. Um, our oldest had an annual checkup in, and in, in the state of Maryland that includes, a mandatory lead test, and she got a false positive. Uh, we didn't know at the time, but then we all got tested, and it turns out that our youngest actually did did some lead poisoning, and we've been living in hotels and basements of friends since then, and just yesterday, um, the state finished uh, remediating our house uh, after three um, series of tests to make sure that they'd cleaned it and finished their work without any trace of lead. Um, and yesterday we did the final walkthrough inspection and started moving all our stuff in from storage that we thought we would only be using for a couple of weeks. Um, but now is all in our house and we're, after I'm done, um, recording this, we'll be headed back to, um, to unpack all, bo- all these boxes that have been sitting in storage for almost a year. Um, and it, it makes me think of the reading from Revelation where it's just this reminder, this um, picture of what's promised um, and finally entering what's promised, and not just on an individual level, you know, like we have this idea about heaven and wings and halos and harps, um, but uh, on a collective level. Um, the New Jerusalem is um, this place that um, Revelation describes as having no need for a sun or a moon, because um, Jesus is its lamp. It never has to close its doors because it's never night, and there's no fear of robbers or uh, enemies coming to enter the gates. Um, and so, it's this. Uh, it's not just the promised land of milk and honey. This is a promised land of spiritual milk and honey where all our needs are met, and uh, we live more or less in harmony because we walk once again in the midst of God. It's not described as a a city or a garden, um, but it is um, essentially uh, the the manifestation, the culmination of, of the Garden of Eden in Genesis, God's intentions finally being fully realized in this city, which, uh, especially in the in the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, um, cities aren't really the most, they aren't the best places to be. Um, and so everything has been renewed, everything has been washed clean, uh, perhaps a little bit like our house. Um, and so it's this promise of what's to come, and finally fully realizing it. In Revelation, it's a vision. You know, it's not happening then, and it still hasn't happened, but it's this... You know cynic would say it's the carrot at the end of the stick. Um, this is what we can look forward to um as the people of god um, and uh there's this reminder that it's not easy to be this people of God. that we have to do things we are expected uh to be a certain kind of people um we are expected to be a just people, we're expected to deliver. Um, others from the hand of the oppressors um, from people who have been robbed um, and if we fail to do so god's wrath will go out like fire and burn uh, burn us and uh, anyone who has um, failed to be the kind of people that god has made us to be which is good um, and so there's this kind of, you know the um, the rose doesn't smell as sweet, but for, um, except when you know, you've been walking through the shadow of death. I recently uh, shared with, um, uh, some friends about how, like I learned what death smelled like, um, after the fact, um, you know, in, uh, in Iraq in 2004, there's this, uh, we were in the hospital. My platoon was supporting uh, a hospital and, um, there the the power had gone in and out and there wasn't enough refrigeration for the morgue and there were there was enough space in the morgue and the stench that i you know couldn't i wouldn't have known what it was before and i didn't right away um was just overwhelming um and when i get home um and i'm you know cleaning out my toenails of all things i catch a whiff of toe jam which is essentially like you know decomposing Dirt and gunk and you know biological material, I realize that's what death smells like, and when you walk through the valley of death, um, the rose on the other end smells you know hundreds of times more sweet when we are tested and tried um, uh, it is when it is that time when the those good things that are promised but haven't been delivered. Um, feel and smell and taste um, so much more than they would if we had never been tested and tried. Um, and so that's why I think the readings this morning have this sharp contrast with you know, burning fire and coming down upon us um, and punishment and stuff like that. But then there's this beautiful description of uh, the city of God and the river of life. I and mean, it tastes all the sweeter and smells all the more refreshing when it comes at the end of a time of trial. Um, and so our house is, you know, I was, for, there have been many conversations uh, that we've had, uh, you know, when we're stressed out and I say, you know, we're living in a basement and we, you know, we're all in one room in a basement. <laughs> And you know give me some give me a break I'll, It'll be better when we're in our house, and maybe for the first week that might be true, but at some point we'll settle in and it will feel normal again, and the tests and trials um they'll continue, but they'll change and take different shape, and other things will taste and smell and feel all the better because of these new trials and tribulations that we face c. s. Lewis in uh, his screw tape letters. Um, he puts this idea on the mouths of these devils, which he proposes are real letters between tempters. Um, he has the the elder tempter remind the younger one, um, you know, that don't let them don't let the humans remember that life has a way of undulating, that its natural course is not a flat line, but it you know it goes up and down, um, and that can be excessive. You know, it can be kind of an emotional, a uh, spiritual and experiential uh, roller coaster um but the opposite extreme of that is f- to feel nothing to always be lukewarm and to always be in the middle um life should not be like either of those extremes life does and should undulate and we should remember that when times are trying when things are difficult that there is always a sunrise on the horizon um that a new day will come when we find uh you know, we when we have um, been provided and we enter into the promise that God has, has given us, when we are delivered into that place um, that God has for us, um, and as, as I'm sure my family will experience, I'm sure you have as well, that um, once we enter in that place of deliverance, we'll get complacent and new tests and trials will arise and We'll deal with them, and things will feel fresh and sweet and and good um, in the midst and and despite those trials. Once again, um, and so I mention that because we're in ordinary time after Pentecost. We'll have like thirty weeks of it, or something, and it will feel routine and mundane and boring. Um, you know, like summers uh, as a kid, where boredom, you know, just makes things, you know, stretch on and on. Um so the, the undulation that C. S. Lewis describes, uh the you know, the the waves of time and trial and refreshment, those are normal and natural. Um, that nothing is ever um, you know, permanent in that sense. Um even in Revelation it talks about how the devil or the, the accuser will rise again after a thousand years and blah blah blah. We always need some new thing. Um and that's that's normal for us, I think. Uh, we don't need to be afraid of, of boredom, um, of of you know these things that will come and go. But to anticipate them, uh, you know, as living beings, we go through seasons and and rhythms and changes that um, are perfectly natural, um, and that remind us as things become difficult, uh, the reward. Uh, the you know the carrot at the end of the stick, if you will, um, is there to remind us of the things that are good and what it means to be good, um, and that it's up to us to do what is good and to be good despite not necessarily always feeling, uh, you know, the rewards for um, being the kind of people that God calls us to be. A prayer of self dedication from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated to you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.